Today's episode of 1% Better is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla, for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimums. So whether you're new to investing and ready to learn, or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to 1%.robinhood.com. That's the number one, the word percent, dot robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not investment advice, a recommendation, or solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. The fee stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield on an uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. Ultimately, I'm going to keep saying it. Get 1% better every day. Just get a little bit better every day. Hey, how you doing? Uh, welcome back. It's Stephen Holder with Zach Kiefer. It's 1% better. We took a week off, but uh, we're back with our latest episode. Hopefully, your favorite Colts podcast. And uh, Zach, I guess, are you getting something out of this offseason so far? It's not golf weather, but... <laughs> it's, uh, it's still uh, January. Close. We've got a... It's close. I mean, like... <laughs> It's three months from the draft, so we still got a ways to go. There's going to be a lot, lot more rumor, speculation, and nothing until they actually make a decision on this. Right. So, yeah, we'll we'll get to the doldrums here soon after this Super Bowl, but we'll keep churning these out. And there's always going to be stuff to talk about. There's always going to be thoughts. There's always going to be, as you said, Zach, uh, uh, reports and rumors and innuendo and all that good mm-hmm. stuff that keeps us in business i guess so you know i guess i'm not complaining uh so i'll start real quick give you guys a, a quick rundown of last week where i was in mobile at the senior bowl and uh it was typical mobile you know, sort of cold ish and we did get a bunch of rain on day three which is you know sort of typical so it wouldn't be the senior bowl if you didn't get uh, cold rain on your head, but that's okay. Uh, Mobile in January isn't necessarily uh, a tropical destination, but it's a very important one. And so the Colts were there. I uh, talked to Frank Reich, uh, ran into Matt Eberflus, and the coordinators were all there. So I, I thought it was a pretty productive week. It, the Colts last year, just for reference here, and I think you probably know this, but there were seven guys on the Colts roster at some point last season uh, who played in last year's Senior Bowl. So you're talking about, in terms of their draft picks and guys they picked up who were undrafted, seven total guys who played in last year's Senior Bowl. So they is that intentional? The senior yeah. Bowl. They love the Senior Bowl. That's where they that's where they were sold on Darius Leonard. I mean, that's right. It was it was it was that point. South Carolina State, is this guy good enough? Him exactly. going against some of the best players in the country. That's Chris Ballard. Light goes off in his head and ding ding ding. Right. And and they're running pro stuff systems and concepts pro coaches right yes exactly you know so pro style practices and and habits and those kinds of things so it is really i think the most real world sort of uh example they're going to get of these guys um, versus anything they saw on tape now there's you're going to get more out of the tape because there's more of it and you're going to see highs lows etc but 
certainly those four days of work, uh, including the game uh, at the Senior Bowl, they're invaluable. So, so the Colts were there, obviously looking at a lot of, I thought, uh, certainly a lot of the offensive players. Uh, right. I'll just touch on the quarterbacks. Uh, you know who they are. Uh, what do you two, think? Yeah. So, all right. So, here's what I thought. And um, I don't mean necessarily just, so much like quarterback play because obviously they're going to mm-hmm. probably look pretty good last week. Mm-hmm. But I want to know like what you think of them and interviews and how they carry themselves and all that kind of stuff that the Colts are kind of weighing over the next couple of months. Right. So, the two guys in particular who I think, you know, are are kind of in least that first round conversation for, for us and for fans related to the Colts would be Justin Herbert, Jordan Love. And I don't know that they'll get Justin Herbert. That's another conversation. But, uh, but, but those two guys in particular, I thought you can't go wrong uh, in terms of the, the people that they are. And Justin Herbert in particular, that guy, you can tell he played at a major program. There's no question about it. Like he's got, he's got the polish. You know how Joe Burrow kind of has that too, I think, when you, when you watch right. Joe Burrow talk. This is it's important. Like, this is important. It is important. I think it's more important than any other position in sports. Okay, you can be a power forward in basketball. No one cares what kind of interview skills you have. (laughs) Okay, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter unless you're going to be, you know, LeBron James or something and and sort of a front facing guy to face the league. Other than that, it doesn't quite matter that much. NFL quarterback, it matters. And I think giving uh, or being able, I think, to handle the ebbs and flows and the highs and the lows, the criticism Okay, that's part of it. All of that stuff, the the pressure, it's, all it's that. It's walking into a locker room full of grown men and earning their respect. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't happen one day or two days or over a month. It happens over several months. And that's kind of what you're talking about. It's not just interviewing with us and dealing with the media. Mm-hmm. It's, you're right. It's carrying yourself in a way that demands respect from grown men who have earned respect in this league. I think that is critical. And, and I think when you talk to Justin Herbert, you see that now. Jordan Love, surprisingly, not surprisingly, but maybe I was less certain about this. He has it too. And he has a confidence about him, but it's not arrogance at all. Like, not at all. He's very humble. Uh, but I think, you know, he's definitely in control and and definitely handles things, handles himself with a plum. And Interesting. I, I, yeah, I thought that both of those guys, I thought, were off the charts in terms of charisma. And how they handle themselves. I talked to, for a story last week, Jordan Love's college coach at, from Utah State. And one of the things that he told me was that that Jordan just had this ability in clutch moments. And they had, like, I think sev- seven or eight games this most recent season that came down to the last possession. They won, like, five of them, I think. Uh, but in all of those games, win or lose, he just said, you know, I didn't even have to say anything. You could just look in his eyes and... And the look was, he said, the quote was, Coach, I got this. And I think that's an important measurement, oh, too. Yeah. Now, I don't Sometimes know if you can get that from the Senior Bowl, but yeah. but it's important to know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that's... Can, can that be coached? Sometimes it can't be. And that's important, whether they have this or not. I don't know now. that it can. I don't know that it can. I mean, have you, in your career, seen guys who just didn't have what it takes in, in clutch moments. We have all seen that, right? Oh, yeah. At the highest level, at the NFL, for sure. It, it reveals that. And that's right. That's why some guys elevate their game in those moments and some guys fold in those moments. And that's, you know, that's sort of the beauty of competition. Yeah, I mean, we know a quarterback who had that ability. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly the most recent starter here, or I guess the starter now two years ago, Andrew Luck. But 
so what I'd say is uh, on that, la- the last note on that is, look, you can teach a guy or I should say you can coach a guy to fix the, his footwork. You can fix his mechanics. You can do all of those things. You can't teach a guy charisma. You can't teach them uh, how to operate in a locker room. You can't teach them uh, how to deal with uh, sort of the the pressure that comes with uh, having the ball in your hands at the most critical time. You, you can't teach those things, as you said. And I think those were important boxes to check. And, and certainly from my interactions as a reporter, you can get some of those things. You can see that. And I thought that that came through. Right. So that's important. And, and that's important. On the flip side, so it's important that they have those things that you're talking about, right, Brad? Those, those intangibles. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this last week, and we'll get into this more, is the Brian Decker stuff, right? He's the yeah. military guy who's sort of weighing all this – unmeasurable stuff with with personality and all that stuff but this quarterback this young quarterback if a young quarterback comes to indianapolis and it's no sure thing and i wrote about that this week if he does it's such a great situation and this is so important one of these quarterbacks is playing in the super bowl next week or this sunday it's patrick mahomes that came into such a good situation great quarterback great franchise and he didn't get rushed to have to play right away um, and the, it's, these guys are not Patrick Mahomes, and let's not confuse ourselves. But the Colts are such a good destination for a young quarterback right now. They've got a great quarterback head coach in Frank Reich. They've got a fantastic offensive line. They've got a hell of a running back in Marlon Mack. they got to get better at the skill position players, but there's two guys you can rely on, and T.Y. Hilton and Jack Doyle, that are really, really dependable, um, aside from T.Y.'s injuries. But um, – you know, if I'm a young quarterback and I'm not the number one guy and I'm not Joe Burrow that's just going to go to the Bengals, this is the team I want to play for because this is the yeah. team that's going to maximize my potential over the next couple of years. And and you've seen so many top quarterback picks go one way or go the other way. Um, yeah, they're responsible for that. But a lot of it is the situation they walk into. And that's something to keep in mind over the next couple of weeks and months and years that they do pick a guy because this is a really good spot. And if I'm the agent of one of these guys, I'm saying Indianapolis might be the best bet. That's a great point. And I tell you, now that you got me thinking now, my wheels are turning. And when I look at the teams sort of in the top half of the draft, the teams that need quarterbacks or at least are considering quarterbacks in the top half of the draft, uh, the two that come to mind as great destinations under the, the terms that you just laid out, there's two. It's the Chargers and the Colts. And yeah. and certainly the Chargers, it appears, are moving on from Phillip Rivers. I mean, we anticipated that, but that seems to be uh, now coming to fruition. And so I look at that team, and so they had a tough year, but I think there's a lot of talent on that roster. Some guys were hurt last year. They'll be back. Uh, I think that uh, they have young talent in particular, I think, that will continue to grow. So that's a that's a place you want to be, a defense that's workable, I think, with some good players over there. And then you look at the Colts, I think probably even a better situation just because I think their best players are their youngest players. And so right. you're going to have them uh, to, to grow with. You got a Hall of Fame left guard that's going to be protecting you for 10 years. Pretty much. You sign me yeah. up if I'm a young quarterback. Right. So, <clears throat> I, And I think that's everything. It's like – I don't know what the percentage is in terms of uh, where that ranks in terms of a young quarterback's success, but it's pretty damn high. And I yeah. mean, we I have mean, seen Lamar Jackson. so many I mean, it's such a good spot oh. for him. They changed the offense and he's flourishing. You've got to, you know, marry the talents with the situation. And it's so often it doesn't happen. And that's why these guys 
fizzle out of the league. And there's a lot that goes into it for sure. But don't think that this isn't something Chris Ballard has thought about because I know he has and he's spoken about it. And it's really important to it's really important not just to draft a guy. It's really important to do everything after you draft a guy in terms of getting him yeah. ready and being in a position where he can he can have the most success. And it's it's a lot harder said than done. Yeah, and I, and I really think that coaching, as you mentioned already, coaching is, is a huge variable here. You mentioned Lamar right. Jackson. All right, if the if the Ravens aren't willing, okay, and don't have the open mind and the wherewithal to make the changes they make, then Lamar Jackson is not the player he is. And maybe he doesn't even get the opportunity. Who knows? But they had the audacity and the understanding of how to make it work, and they've been able to build around him. You know, we'll see. You know how it, how it continues to work moving forward. But uh, certainly, the, the playoffs raise some questions, maybe. But I don't think that the train's going to stop. I mean, that's a very good player and a very good system they have there. And a lot of that is because they were willing as coaches to do those things. So right. I mean, here you have Frank Reich, a guy who understands offense I think better than most and will be able to get the most out of his quarterbacks whoever they are so I I think you hit it on the head going to the right place is I think for any draft pick frankly no matter his position is so critical but it can't be more important than it is at quarterback and it's going to be huge for this draft pick whoever it turns out to be um quarterback or otherwise but certainly if it's a quarterback I I think they do pick one at some point so Hey, before we go on, uh, a quick word about DraftKings. Uh, certainly the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. I'm sure you got some plans, but how about this? Can you believe this is the last game of the season? It's been a fun-filled, record-setting, and action-packed all the way. Now, there's one fitting way to end the season. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. DraftKings Sportsbook is a safe, secure, and reliable betting app. Place your bets for America's biggest game of the year, with the American-made DraftKings Sportsbook app. Head to the app right now and check out all they have to offer, including countless prop bets and football squares. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code FAST, F-A-S-T. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out with a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Don't forget, that's code FAST, F-A-S-T, and get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Indiana only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Now, Zach, I think one of the things that uh, we can do here going forward as we you know get into the sort of slower point of this offseason, I think is maybe just sort of set up what's going to be, I guess, to come. And right. and I think one of those things is we are, we're going to talk a lot about you know who they should draft, what position they should draft, and sign in free agency and all that. But before before we even get to that, we got to talk about what they have. And so I think when we let's look at the offense today in terms of needs. I think there's a couple Easy. of spots, um, and I want your thoughts. I see – sorry? Yeah, it's easy. It's an yeah, easy answer. I, mean, I, I see a couple of spots. I, oh, I got you. Easy. I see a couple of spots here. I think uh, offensive tackle is going to be a, a need, whether or not yeah. Costanzo makes one decision or another. Um, certainly, tight end is, is in the mix. Quarterback's in the mix. 
Uh, we know that story. And then wide receiver. Um, yeah. Where Where do you think the emphasis lies or should lie? Forget about what the Colts think. What do you think? And and so, where, where do they go? Yeah, I mean, it's it's so different this year with the quarterback, right? Doesn't that trump everything? Doesn't that, you know, supersede every other need? And it might. Right. Uh, I don't think they're looking at it that way. I don't think they're rushing into no. it. I don't think they're going to say we have to get a quarterback. And I wrote this week sort of what a good, what a great offseason looks like for this team. And at the end, I, I broke it down into two ways. Like, one, don't rush this quarterback thing. Do not do this because this will screw up your franchise for four years. And you'll have to play the kid and he won't be good. And and you'll be wasting the best years of Darius Leonard's career, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, if he's not good. You know, that will set you back. Chris Ballard knows this and he said this. And the other side of it, look, you're at 13, and if you like a guy and he's going to go at six or seven, go get him. Like, do what you got to do. Move up and go get him. If you have that conviction, you've got the draft capital, you've got the money. Um, you got to do what you got to do if you're really sold on a guy. So I see there's two ends of the spectrum there. But to answer your question, I'm going receiver. And I think it's time you go big at receiver. This, you know, I love Zach Pascal and I love what he brought to the Colts, but relying on guys beyond ty that are second and they're not even second they're 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 undrafted guys they're chester rogers and zach pascals and it's not going to cut it Deion kane fifth round pick fizzled out after you know a year and a half um you need some first round talent at receiver and i've floated this notion to members of the organization and they didn't say i was crazy um you guys out there you watch the games Steven, you covered every game. You know what the situation is. It's very obvious. I'm not breaking news here. The Colts need help at receiver. And they don't mm-hmm. just need depth at receiver. They need playmakers at receiver. They need studs. They need like a Tyreek Hill. They need like a young T.Y. Hilton. Um, T.Y.'s 30 and he's not getting any younger. And he's coming off the most injury-plagued year of his career. We all love T.Y. Hilton. He's a ring of honor guy one day. But he needs help and he needs it fast. And the best thing you can do is what you did with Reggie Wayne late in his career. You, you drafted... T.Y. Hilton, who out of nowhere, out of Florida Atlantic, you know, became a pro bowler and, and the best player on the team. And um, that's what you got to do. So so I'm thinking if you don't find the right quarterback, I'm thinking you go receiver in round one at 13. You know, Lewis Riddick, who I really, really enjoy his analysis on ESPN, said, look, last week at the Senior Bowl, he's like, if you need a receiver this year, this is the best class of receivers I've seen come out in 20 years. You know, you oh, look by at the these way, guys – being there and you, person, and you were there in the senior bowl i mean there's there's a number of guys talent. they could go with and that yeah. doesn't include the underclassmen who are out there okay like this is just the seniors some of these guys are going to be mid-round picks because some of the juniors are outstanding so yeah sorry but but i just had to throw that in there because that was that was literally my biggest takeaway of the week oh my god <laughs> like the wide receivers so it was yeah, it was outstanding I mean, and that's the conundrum they're going to have. Like, do you do you like a quarterback? And then do you really, really like a receiver? And how does your board stack up in terms of where do you have the receivers ranked with the quarterbacks? And obviously, we know which position is more important. But that's, you know, that's what they're digging into. But um, it, look, I've watched this team for 25 years. I've covered them for seven years. It's time to go get another stud receiver. I think it's very obvious. Yeah, and I, I think we can we can sit here and we can debate the quarterbacks' issues all day long. Here's the deal. Whether they get their quote-unquote quarterback of the future now or they get him next year, I I don't know, whatever it turns out to be. If it's Jacoby Brissett for that matter, whatever, it doesn't matter. They will benefit 
from having improved wide receiver talent. I know we can debate about uh, Jacoby Brissett's, for example, his aggressiveness, the lack thereof. It, it exists. We've talked about it. Okay, it's it's one of the biggest issues they have. But uh, I think it helps a quarterback's confidence when you've got a stud out there. Okay, you're going to give them opportunities, and uh, I think we saw that. In my opinion, even week one with that big target he had in Devin Funches, Devin Funches wasn't wide open in that game. He threw him the ball. And I think that's where they've got to get Jacoby back to. And, and part of that is Jacoby, I think, having confidence in his wide receiver. Whether he whether he should have lacked it or not is not the question. That is, he clearly did, in my view. So I just think it helps no matter who the quarterback is. It's going to have an effect. It, it affects how the defense plays. It affects everything. So uh, I don't think this defense was scared of any of these wide receivers other than T.Y. Hilton. They just weren't. Yeah, and, right. and, and Ballard said that. Look, Chris said that on January 2nd. He said, look, I got to get him more help. Yeah, Jacoby yeah. wasn't great the second half of the season. There's no doubt. He needs to be better. He needs to be more consistent. I got to get him more help. Ding, 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 receiver. I think they need to add some help at tight end as well. And, yes, you need to look at the left tackle position long and hard because even if Anthony Costanzo comes back, you know, as I wrote this week, it's still an issue moving forward because this guy's already considering retirement at yeah. age 30. So, uh, left tackle – tight end, maybe quarterback, absolutely wide receiver. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, the running back situation feels, I think, pretty solid. Uh, you feel good about that? Yeah, I like um, I like Jordan Wilkins a little bit more than most people, I think. Um, Me you know, too. I think Marlon Mack was a guy that was going to probably have 1,300 yards if he didn't get hurt. He missed two games and still had over 1,000. Um, I think he's a Pro Bowl level running back. I think he's terrific. I think he's playing at a huge discount right now. I like Naheem Hines a lot. I think we need to see more of him in space. I think Frank Reich knows that. I think late in the year you saw what he mm-hmm. can do with space. And I don't just mean the punt returns, but um, Frank Reich's always been a huge fan of Naheem Hines. I think you're just going to see him get better and better. That's a pretty good spot right now with those three moving forward. I feel pretty solid about the running back position. Um, shout out to Naheem for he, he uh, videoed into my class last week at IU and answered a bunch of questions about how he deals with the media and he called us out. He's like, you know, I know Steven and Zach. I see them every day. I talk to them. Um, I learn a lot from them. You know, I feel like I get pretty good answers. He was great. So um, it's good to have good guys like that in the locker room. Yeah, I agree. Um, the one last thing I would add to everything you just laid out is I, I really do think that tight end is something that we should not overlook in this draft. Because I think it's it's not quite what they have at wide receiver in this draft, but, but the tight end spot is really strong. And I think they're – there's a couple of different ways you can go. You can go get that sort of flex guy who can sort of line up off the ball. Uh, and I think there's a lot of those guys. Are there are there any Jack Doyles? Uh, eh, not as many, clearly. And there there aren't a lot of Jack Doyles in general. But, um, you know, guys who can who can do it all, right? Who can go block a defensive end and also, you know, get you a big third down catch. I mean, there's that's a that's a tough guy to find, but uh, there's a couple of those as well. And I wrote about one of them in particular, but I, I just think that uh, what the Colts have for their two tight end lineup right now, I mean, they feel pretty good. I think going out there with Jack Doyle and Mo Ali Cox, what they're missing is who is that Eric Ebron? Uh, who's going to sort of assume that role. And I think that is someone that if you, if, if you pick the right guy, that is someone you can find in this draft and not in the first round even. I mean, I think you can do that in yeah. the second and third and fourth round. So uh, that will be an opportunity they have as well. So they will be adding the tight end. Keep that like, in mind. I don't know if it's yeah. in draft or free agency or both, but they got, you've yeah. got to address that situation. I think they will. I think they will. <clears throat> so uh, before we go, 
Uh, Super Bowl on Sunday. I know we we didn't talk about it much, but um, quick thought. Yeah, I like both teams. How's that for a thought? Um, <laughs> right. I really like. I like watching Mahomes do what he does. I'm going to go with the Niners mm-hmm. because I love the way they built this team, and I love the defensive line depth. They can hit you from so many different spots, and I feel like. You know, we kind of saw a glimpse into how to beat Mahomes earlier this year when the Colts did it, and they did it with that run game on the other side of the ball. I get that, but they also really got after him, and Mahomes will make some throws that he misses. He he will do that. He will throw some incompletions, and I think Bosa and that entire 49ers defensive line will will get the pressure coming from every side, and I think that could fluster him because at this point, he's playing so great right now. Like, what else can stop him? Um, mm-hmm. But I just like the way John Lynch built that 49ers team. You know, the, the defensive line works in conjunction with the guys in the back end, like Richard Sherman, who's playing terrific man-to-man coverage right now. Um, so I'm going with 49ers, which is pretty remarkable. They went from 4-12 and last year to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting game. I, I kind of feel like you feel. However, uh, well, let me set this up. I feel like this game is is one that the Colts in particular are kind of watching because they're kind of following the 49ers blueprint a little bit. Right? Yeah. And they don't have ways those go, horses though. on defense. Yeah, they don't they don't have a Joey Bosa. And, I mean, they're, they're so far away from having what the Niners have up front. But – just in terms of style and and the way they're constructing the team, they're following. I think Jimmy G a little had bit like six completions in one of the playoff yeah. wins or something. Incredible, incredible, and and they want going away. <laughs> so I'm yeah. imagining that. So I think it's a it's a little bit of a a test of their theory, you know, their hypothesis, if you will, you know, to get you know scientific with it so it'll be interesting i think i'm not suggesting that they're gonna like you know double down on what they're doing just by the outcome of this game but i think it'll be interesting uh and i think it will sort of fuel their fire a little bit uh, depending on what happens so i feel like the niners have what it takes to stop mahomes but i just think he's such a wild card that he's gonna make a couple yeah, plays I mean, he could do anything that, right yeah he's gonna make a couple plays and you're gonna be like oh my god he's in such a groove right now uh, that I think that's going to be the difference. And they'll win. Uh, it won't be a 40-point game, I don't think, but I think they win this thing like 28-24 because Mahomes just does something that no one can do anything about, and so he's going to go in the record books. So that's the way I see it. Uh, but I think it'll be a good game. I anticipate it being really enjoyable. So uh, yeah, we'll hit on I'm it next week. It'll be great to watch. Yeah, we'll hit on it next week and see if there are any Colts-related thoughts that come out of it. So... Anyway, that's it. Quick podcast this week. Just wanted to get some thoughts out there, and we appreciate you joining us. I am Stephen Holder with Zach Kiefer. Thanks for listening. Uh, please, if you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, this is your opportunity. Uh, go to theathletic.com slash 1% better, O-N-E. We've got a discount there teed up just for you, our listeners. And for those of you who are subscribers, thanks for taking the plunge, and we appreciate you. Uh, lots of milestones uh, upcoming for The Athletic only four years in and we thank each and every one of you so again i'm Stephen order with zach kiever and this is one percent back